0: Paul Gant. Hello. Technical difficulties there, but I've got that all straightened out. I am your host, Paul Gant, and for the next hour, we're going to be talking sports. And having fun doing it, I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And, of course, as always, you will get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion number, call 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show talk blogtalkradio.com. slash forget. Send messages. To the show on twitter at go for and while you're there on twitter hit me up on twitter at go for it Game, g-o-f-o-r-i-t-g-a-n-t great show lined up for you today great great show expected to be joined by Tennessee Titans linebacker Avery Williamson the Titans come off a big victory against the Seahawks last week They got a big game coming up against the Houston Texans and so and the Texans, you know, gave New England all they could handle uh, last week. Deshaun Watson was big and played some big time football and has played some big time football throughout the course of this season. Young season. But he's played some decent football. But anyway, we're gonna talk to Avery Williamson. Also I'm gonna get his take on the uh, the Titans and the Seahawks, both teams decided to sit back in the locker room, decided not to come out for the national anthem. So we got his thoughts on that as well. So let's start. Let's start right there with the national anthem. I mean, we heard a lot about it first. It started off Donald Trump, you know, made some comments talking about, hey, guys who who kneel for the national anthem need to be fired. That's what he said. They need to be fired. And and so it, it, it set off a storm. Roger Goodell responded the next day. And then you had owners and various players and athletes and so on and so forth. People chiming in saying this, that, and the third about this whole situation, mostly negative towards Donald Trump. Now, we go to Sunday now. And you know, during Sunday's game, you you had a bunch of players who knelt. You had situations where owners, you know, joined the players on the sidelines and and and, you know they were all together and kumbaya and da 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 and yada 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 and here's the thing here's the thing the reality of it is you know the nfl owners and the you know they 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 went down came off there came from their perch and and stepped on down to the field and 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 decided to jump on the field and 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 it was all great and it was lovey-dovey it was amazing it was spectacular it was all these things, but here's the reality of the situation. These same owners, 32 of them, decided that Colin Kaepernick, because of Colin Kaepernick's stance, because of what Colin Kaepernick did, because what Colin Kaepernick decided to take a knee all of last season, he doesn't have a job. And you got quarterbacks like Mark Sanchez who has a job. You have quarterbacks out here like, like Scott Tolzine who started the year in Indianapolis as their their starting quarterback because of injury to Andrew Luck. You have that. So you, you have all these situations, all these different quarterbacks. Josh McCown getting signed, you know, before Colin Kaepernick. We, we You know, it, it goes on and on. E.J. Manuel gets another shot before Colin Kaepernick. Geno Smith gets another shot before Colin Kaepernick. You know, I, I, I can continue on and on and on. But you get it. And the reality is these NFL owners are saying Colin Kaepernick is not talented enough. Are they saying that? Are they saying that Colin Kaepernick is just too much? He, you know, what he's doing, you can't do that. You know, my, my, our, our fan base don't like it. They hate it. You know, Baltimore was, was interested in Colin Kaepernick, and and, and they decided no. And, they're going with Ryan Mallett as their backup quarterback, and he stinks. I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick is a superstar. I'm never saying that. But he can play. Okay. He's solid. He He's good enough to have a job in the National Football League. I'm not saying he's Rodgers. I'm not saying he's Brady. I'm not saying he's any of that. But I'm saying he's a solid quarterback in this league, and I'm saying he's deserving of an opportunity. Has not broken the law, not beating any kid, any any women, not involved in any drugs, so on and so forth. So I'm, you know, you know, forgive me if well, i I'm not even forgive me, but I, I'm not here listening to what these owners are saying, and I'm not buying it. That they're, they're they're on the field, you know, Jerry Jones kneeling with his Cowboys. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And and, and I feel like it's taken away from the message of Colin Kaepernick. I I feel like it's watering this whole thing down, watering down his message. And, And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, it's a slap in the face to Colin Kaepernick because at the end of the day, these guys are kneeling, and I'm talking more so these NFL owners are kneeling, and Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. Nothing has changed on that front. The guy who started all this still does not have a job. So forgive me, I, I don't care. It, it, it's just not that I, I'm not buying it. It's not real. It's not genuine. It's not authentic, but I get it. And, and here's the thing about the NFL. They're in the business to make money. So if it messes up their bottom line it messes and it messes up their money, they're not interested. But the moment that, that you, know, you know, the moment that, here's the thing. NFL doesn't care about a lot of things. Do you think they really care about domestic violence? No, but it started to play with their money, so they had to address it. Do you think they really care about, you know, those things? They don't, but they have to address it. I get it. That's what businesses do. They're not in the business to, to be the moral police. They're in the business to make money. And making money is what they do, and they're doing a good job of it. Kudos to the NFL for making a whole bunch of money. But the NFL doesn't care about social issues. They don't. That's the reality of the situation. That's the reality of the situation. And Colin Kaepernick, you know, he started a discussion. Here's the thing about race. It's an uncomfortable conversation. Here's the thing about police brutality, which Colin Kaepernick, you know, was was kneeling uh, to bring attention to. It's an uncomfortable topic and people don't want to hear about it. And the reality is Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick brought attention to an uncomfortable situation and an uncomfortable topic and an uncomfortable discussion that people want no part of. I get it, I get it. But at the end of the day, you can buy Jerry Jones and and applaud him. You can uh, uh, applaud, Shad Khan of Jacksonville and, and, and Jeffrey Laurie of Philadelphia you didn't even feel, You can you can, you know, clap your hands and, and, and celebrate those guys for, for kneeling and, and being some of those guys didn't kneel, but those guys were down there. And, and you can applaud that all you want. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not buying it until Colin Kaepernick has a job. That's when I'll start buying it. That's when I'll start accepting it. That's when I'll start to say, okay, these owners have turned the corner. That's when I say these owners really do care about what's going on. Until they do that, until Colin Kaepernick uh, uh, – Colin Kaepernick needs to get signed. He's good enough to get signed. Again, I'm not saying he's a top-flight quarterback, but he's only 29 years old. He had a solid season last year. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to an an NFC title game, two NFC title games, if you include that Super Bowl run. So he's, he's had success in the regular season. He's had success in the playoffs. And if you look at the situation in San Francisco, ultimately the talent that surrounded him was gone. The talent in that San Francisco roster was hot garbage last year. It was. It, it, it was garbage. Chip Kelly couldn't win with that. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick couldn't win with that. Vince Lombardi couldn't win with that. Bill Belichick couldn't win with that. Billy Parcells couldn't win with that talent. And you, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers couldn't win with that talent. Tom Brady couldn't win with that talent. Maybe. 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 But, I, I mean, I don't think so. So you get the point. You get the point. I'm not buying it. Whoop-de-doo, buckle my shoe, slap my feet, slap my hands, whatever, whatever. I'm not buying it. And I'm done. Anyway, Avery Williamson, Tennessee Titans, let's get on to the field. I'm I'm done with this off-the-field business. Let's step on the field. I'm done with this off-the-field business. I'm done with this. Neal and business. I guess I'll get to Ray Lewis because he he had a funny response to everything. But anyway, I'm gonna we're gonna bring in now Avery Williamson of the Titans. Let's bring him in now. Titans linebacker Avery Williamson.
1: I'm doing great, doing great. How you, are you doing? Are you? Doing well. Thanks
0: for joining us. And Avery, let's get no right problem. down to it. I, I look at you guys. Solid performance against the Seahawks.
1: You're two and one now. Talk about what made you effective against Seattle on Sunday. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like as a team, uh, as a defense, I feel like us getting pressure on Russell Wilson was a, a huge, a huge part of it. And uh, making it one dimensional, we uh we eliminated the run game. And that was a a huge, a huge factor. You know, into uh you know putting a lot of more, a lot more pressure on Russell Wilson in offense, but um. You know, they're, uh, our our guys up front, um, our defensive our defensive linemen and outside backers, man. I feel like they really did a great job of uh of making Russell uncomfortable in the pocket and um, having to escape and throw on the run, man. So uh, he wasn't he wasn't comfortable the whole the whole game. So I feel like that really helped out a whole lot, man. And
0: hey, you look at your team. Got off to a slow start there in that game, but then that offense just turned it on. The Tennessee Titans offense, second straight week of 30 points or more. Mariota's doing his thing. The run game for big time. How you like your yeah. offense at this point?
1: I mean, I, I'm i really enjoying it because I'm able to sit on the bench and relax. <laughs> so uh, I mean, you know they're um, they're doing a good job. They're uh, you know keeping keeping Marcus clean in the pocket. Uh, the run game is has improved dramatically. Uh, receivers are catching well, and you know we're scoring. You know when we get down, you know we we got big plays, and also when we get into the uh, red zone, man. We're scoring, so that's that's huge. You know, being able to separate from teams, and uh, you know that's, that's that's something that we haven't been able to do uh, two years ago, man. It wasn't even thought of, so uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely uh, great news, and I feel like uh, they're getting comfortable, Marcus getting comfortable and to where we can really put teams away. And uh that's that's what it takes to, to win games against big teams.
0: So you look at your quarterback, Marcus Mariota, third year in the league, twenty three years old. How good could this guy be?
1: Uh, he could be really good. You know, he he definitely comes to work every day. Uh he strives to get better and, you know, he, he's he's a guy that, you know, he takes the job seriously, man, and he uh I feel like the sky's the limit for him. He, He's definitely a talented, a talented kid, man. You know, one of those dual-threat quarterbacks. He can run, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to run as much. But he, he uh, he's, he'll hurt you with with both his speed and his arm. So, you know, the he's he's improving, man. He's got plenty of weapons around him, you know, to do that. And you know, as long as they they keep on they keep on uh, grooming him and putting talent around him, uh, you nah, know, his, his his uh his, is, his is gonna, you know. It's going to be crazy.
0: We're talking to Titans linebacker Avery Williamson. So, look at you guys now. 2-1, still early, but you look at this football team. How good could this team be? You said it before. You know, this team is finishing games. It's doing things that it didn't do two years ago. How good could this team be?
1: Oh, we could could really be uh, phenomenal. Um, You know, it's... It's it's uh it's, it's enjoyable to watch. You know that it's crazy that you know I feel like teams still take us kind of lightly at times, and uh, you know it's, it's it's pretty crazy to see how far we've come. You know, the uh, beating teams like we did last year and, and starting this year, and uh, I mean it's 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 um, it's really remarkable to see it, man. But I, you know we we uh we have one goal in mind. And, you know that's going to the to the last game, and that's uh, getting the trophy, man. So I feel like we got the team that that's uh, capable of doing that. And you know we just got to make sure that we come to work every day. You know, emphasizing, staying focused. Don't let the wins get to us because we got a long way to go. You know, it's early in the season, man. It's only going. It's only week four.
0: So you do feel like this is a Super Bowl caliber team?
1: Oh yeah, we definitely have enough talent on this team to to, uh, to take it that far. And if you're not thinking like that, then you
0: shouldn't be, shouldn't even be in the business. You know, if you don't, if you don't have a goal in your mind. So I look at you now. I mean, you'll be a free agent at the end of the year, contract year for you, opportunity for you to make a decent amount of money. How do you approach this contract year?
1: Uh, man, just try not to, try not to focus on it. And you know, it's easier said than done. you obviously going not think about it, but um, man, just try to play loose and relaxed as possible. And you know, go out there and have fun, enjoy it. And uh, you know, that's something that, that I definitely want to make sure that I do. You know, I was focusing on that this summer of not of, of making myself not think about contract, you know, money, uh, will I be here or not. You know, just just try to focus on myself, enjoying the moment, and being with my team because you know I don't want to be worried about that all the time, and and then you know uh, not be able to enjoy. know what we're doing and that's having fun winning games so so that's what i feel like um kind of keeps me from going crazy (laughs) just talking to myself okay all
0: right so three weeks in are are you you happy with your play at this point yeah um, i definitely feel
1: like i'm happy with it um it could be a little bit better but i feel like i'm definitely uh definitely showing some size of improvement especially in my past covers and uh you know that's what you go out there for the, the just so that you got better from the last year, and there's still some things I want to work on, but um, you know I feel like I'm definitely getting better, and uh, I feel like as long as I keep working hard, man, the, the big plays are going to come, and you got to you got to keep on working in practice and uh, film study and doing the right things every week.
0: So, Pro Football Focus has you rated as one of the top run-stuffing linebackers in football. What makes Avery Williamson so good against the run?
1: Shoot, I would say my biggest thing is having good instincts, and uh, also having good vision, and being able to tackle. You know, those three things are very important. So, um, you know, you got to be able to get off blocks, and and be able to know where you uh, fit, where you're supposed to fit. And uh, in the end, you got to make the tackle, man. So, whether it's in, uh, whether it's in uh, the uh, a pad covering pass, or you know, in between the tackles against the run. You know, you got to make the tackles, man. So, um, I just always, you know, make sure I worked on that, even in practice, you know, just making sure that I'm uh, fitting up on tackles well and, you know, just so, so I don't get out there and miss them in the game.
0: So, we talk about your ability against the run. Some would say that your weakness is against the pass and coverage. Do you see that to be the case?
1: Uh, yeah, as of last year, I had a couple couple instances where, yeah, and uh, that's what I really want to emphasize on. Um, this year is showing that I am um, better in coverage, and just to uh, you know, just just to show, show that, that I've improved, and uh, you know that's that's my emphasis every game to go out there and show that I've, that I've improved from week to week, and, uh, and whether it's in the run or pass. But uh, I definitely want to make sure that that I'm, I'm known as a, a linebacker that can play all three downs, not just the 1st 3 two.
0: We're talking to Titans linebacker Avery Williamson. So, Avery, against the Seahawks, both teams decided not to come out for the national anthem in response to the whole Donald Trump thing and his speech and the things that he said uh, about players kneeling. What did you guys do in the locker room while the anthem was being played? What did you guys
1: do? Uh, we just kind of, you know, sat there and just sat in the lockers and I you know, just focused in and just ready to go out. You now is we didn't want it to be uh, too much of a distraction and uh, take away from the game. But uh, we just wanted to make sure that we were all on, on one accord. And, uh, you know, we, we, we just kind of focused in, man, and, and and made sure that we were on point when we walked out that locker room. Were
0: you comfortable doing that? Were you comfortable
1: sitting in the locker room for the anthem? Yeah, I mean,
0: I was, it's my first time
1: ever doing it, but I, mean, I was comfortable, man, because I had all my teammates with me. You know, we didn't want to do half the team out there and then – uh, the other half in the locker room, man. So the fact that we were all together, it made it feel a whole lot more comfortable.
0: So what do you guys got planned this week?
1: Uh, we're, we're definitely going. We're, we're going to be out for the anthem, man, and uh, we're gonna. Uh, not sure with all the details, but we're definitely going to be out there on the sideline
0: for the anthem. Okay. Do you see yourself kneeling at any point?
1: Um, I don't. I don't believe so. Um, I definitely. Okay. I respect those guys that are doing that. And uh, I understand what they're doing it for. You know, it's just uh, – it's definitely uh, for good reasons. And it's, you know, it's not against – to be negative against the military or anything like that, or servicemen. You know, it's for uh, equality. And I understand what those guys are doing. And, uh, you know, it's definitely uh, you got to be brave to do that because you're going to face a lot of scrutiny. Sure. So
0: I look at you guys now. you got the Texans coming off. you got the Sean Watson, the impressive rookie quarterback. Has been yeah. impressive in his first two starts. Big threat with his
1: legs. How do you approach one? Yeah, man. Uh, really, the biggest thing is you know he definitely can throw the ball. You've Got to make sure when you when you tackle him that you wrap him up, man, because uh, he can he can go and he's he's definitely elusive and he's definitely like a Russell Wilson type. You know, He'll do things with his legs. He'll you know, throw the ball when he's going down and you think you got him and he completes the pass. So uh, we got to make sure we contain him in the pocket. Don't let him get yards when he scrambles, and uh, just get him off, get him uh, frustrated, get him off his, uh, out of his comfort zone, and uh, that's what teams, a lot of teams, haven't been doing, uh, letting them run free. Patriots did a, a better job of it than the Bengals, um, but um, you know you definitely can't let them get started, man, because he, he definitely he's running the score.
0: And we look at the Houston Texans; they've been a the class of the AFC South, haven't won the division the past two years. Do you feel like this is the game? This game is an opportunity for you guys to show that you are the class of the AFC South.
1: Yeah, I definitely. It's, it's a huge opportunity to put them back two games, you know. And, and we haven't won down there in, in some years, so it would be uh, huge for us to go down there and get a victory. And and you know, any 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 time you can beat a division, you can uh, beat a division uh, opponent. That's huge, man. So. We're going out on a mission, man. We haven't beat them in a while down there, so we got to uh, we got to get this win, you know, to to put us close to the playoffs.
0: Do you think? I mean, and obviously it's only one game, and obviously it's only going to be four games into the season after this game against the Texans. But but do you think the, these was one of those games where you could show not only the Texans, not only the AFC South, but the league that the Titans are for real.
1: I feel like definitely, man. Every game is important, but I feel like when, um, you know, it's a lot of hype, you know, going they almost beat the Patriots. And, uh, you know, I feel like it's definitely a, a game that, you know, we can really show our stuff to the league and uh, show that we're for real.
0: We're talking to Titans linebacker Avery Williamson. Let's get out on this now. I, again, I know a lot of football left, and ultimately – you, know, you don't want to think about this too much but again it is a contract year but at this point and at the end of the day do you feel like you've done enough to get a decent contract with either the titans or, or anybody else in the national football
1: league i, I definitely am putting in, you know putting in a lot of work. in so uh, my first three years of film man I, I feel like i've gotten a lot better over those uh those these past three years and i feel like it's going to continue to improve you know this uh this uh this, this last season. So um, you know, I I definitely feel like I've I've done a, a good job of, of uh laying the foundation uh to get a good contract. So uh, I feel like this is kinda like just the icing on the cake this year.
0: All right, all right. So fans, make sure you hit this man up on Twitter at A Williamson fifty four. That's A Williamson fifty four. Support all the great things going on with Titans linebacker Avery Williamson. I saw that you're from Cleveland.
1: Are, are you a Cavaliers fan? I I am. I'm a LeBron fan, actually. <laughs> okay. All right. All right.
0: So, you're happy,
1: with, you're happy with happy everything Cleveland has
0: done, Isaiah Thomas, D. Yeah. Wade, I'm happy everything? With
1: it. I'm happy with it, man. I'm happy with it. I feel like they're going to have a great spot this year. Okay. You're not mad at Kyrie? Like going to have a great spot. I was definitely upset to see him go, but, I mean, I feel like when they brought Isaiah Thomas, in, that was a huge – He's you know, just to have another body type like him, you know, because he he's a scorer, man. So I was excited to see that happen.
0: Okay, sounds good. Also, make sure you go to the website, Avery54.com. That's Avery54.com. And, again, support all the great things going on with Titans linebacker Avery Williamson. Avery, go get that steak. You know, you know ah. love on that steak. Have a good old time yes, with that steak. <laughs> and would love to do it again.
1: I appreciate it,
0: my man. I appreciate having you on the show. Avery Williamson, linebacker for the Tennessee Titans. Pleasure talking to him. And again, the Titans, big victory against the Seahawks. Two and one, obviously. They have an up and coming quarterback, in Marcus Mariota. And, you know, coming off injury, if he can continue to, to progress, continue to get better. You know, the Titans definitely could compete. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but, the, you know, this is definitely could be a playoff team. Appreciate Avery Williamson for stopping by. Russell Westbrook. First and foremost, you look at OKC. What an offseason. You found a way to get Paul George, which is huge. All you had to do is give up Sabonis and Oladipo. And that Oladipo contract was questionable anyway. So all you have to do is get up, give up Sabonis and Oladipo, and you get a star in Paul George. Granted, you might only get him for one year, but you get something. You get a guy, and if, the, if it's just one year, it's just one year, but you get a guy who's a stud who's a star and can definitely help you get very far into the playoffs. And then you find a way to get Carmelo Anthony. You know, you got him to waive that no-trade clause, and you thought the only way he was going to waive that no-trade clause was for Houston or New York. I mean, not New York, or Cleveland. So Houston and Cleveland seem to be the frontrunners, and it, more so Houston than anybody. But ultimately, you found a way to get Melo, and all you had to give up was a second-round pick in 2018, Enos Cantner, and Doug McDermott. So you didn't have to give up a lot. And you look at OKC's roster, and you're saying, how can OKC, with that roster, get Paul George and get Carmelo Anthony? How? It's inconceivable, but somehow, someway, Sam Presti, who's big time, anybody that drafts Durant, Harden, I mean, Ibaka, I mean, Westbrook, I mean, this dude just knows how to draft. Stephen Adams, he knows talent. He knows how to find talent. And that's one of the reasons OKC has been successful. You know, finding a Durant, and, and granted, he got lucky on some level after Portland decided to go with Greg Oates. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he made the right choice in getting a Durant, made the right choice in getting Westbrook, made the right choice and getting James Harden, now you can knock them for trading James Harden the way they did and, and and you know, maybe missing out on an opportunity to win a title. I mean, those three guys should have at least had one. They should have had one. But, you know, injuries and, 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 and things of that nature, I mean, you got injuries, you also had situations where, uh, I mean, they, they had that opportunity to get the Miami Heat, and you know, they won that game one, and and it looked like things were only up and up for the Thunder, and it looked like they were going to win a title that particular season. But then LeBron and D. Wade and those boys did their thing, and they took over that series, and ultimately OKC lost in five. And James Harden was awful in that series, and you know that didn't help. But, I mean, you, you thought after that series we would see OKC many times in the NBA Finals, and it didn't happen. And that was the only time it did happen. Ultimately, Kevin Durant is gone. But now you got a new big three in OKC, Westbrook, who today signed a five-year Supermax, $205 million contract extension, Supermax, the biggest contract in NBA history, Supermax. And now you got him in OKC. You, You got him solidified you you, you got him there he ain't going nowhere so now you know before before he signed this deal and this deal was in front of him for a long time but before he signed this deal the thought was maybe he would would try to to opt out of this deal at the end of this year the summer of 2018 and 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 become a free agent obviously if he didn't sign this deal it, it you got Mellow thinking. You got Paul George thinking like, hey, I, Westbrook might not be here, so why should I even think about this place? Now that Westbrook is entrenched in OKC for the next six years, including uh, he's under contract for next year, so the next six years, you got him in place, entrenched, and ready to go. So now you got Paul George, who many believe will go to L.A. to be with the Lakers. Hey, one year in OKC, a big three here with Westbrook and and, and, and Melo, uh, Carmelo Anthony, that at this point is definitely looking to win an NBA title. His boy D Wayne got one, his boy Braun got one. So now it's time for him. To get one. And Melo has a lot to prove. 33 years old. He's 34 at season's end. This is a guy that many, you know, oh, this guy, he's a, he's a, he shoots too much, or he's a, he doesn't pass, and he plays ISO ball, so on and so forth. But a guy like Carmelo Anthony, and again, I, I, I said this before, and I've said this numerous times, but I'll say it again. So just so you, you understand, just so you cl- you're clear, and just so it makes sense. I like to judge players on how well they play get- with, excuse me with talented players. Because it's easy on a bad basketball team to jack up a whole bunch of shots and, and, and put up numbers. It's a lot harder to do that and also play winning basketball with big-time talent. And Melo did that in Olympic play. And you can say, oh, it's just Olympics. It doesn't mean anything. Spain gave the U.S. all they could handle in 2012. Argentina won the gold in in 2004. So, Don't give me that it's just international basketball. The world has caught up. France has guys who play in the NBA, Parker and and guys like Boris Diaz, championship players. Obviously, Spain had the Gasol brothers and and Rubio, Ricky Rubio. I mean, the world has caught up. But anyway, I go back and I, I look at Melo, and I look at a guy who's played big time basketball in that situation, in Olympic play. He's the all time leading scorer for the U.S. in Olympic play. There's a reason for that. The guy can put the ball in the basket, he can do it. And judge guys when they play with big time talent, don't judge guys when they play with bad talent. What happened in New York? was a bad situation. There was no talent for Melo. There wasn't. And people forget, Melo did get to the Western Conference Finals with the Denver Nuggets a few years back. I actually thought he should have stayed in Denver. But he wanted to go to New York. His wife, doing some big things in New York, is from New York and wanted to be in New York. Melo, from New York, obviously he wanted to be in New York. And here's the thing. If he could have won in New York, they would have loved him forever, ever. But he couldn't do it. And partly his fault, partly not his fault. And I always thought, and here's also the thing Melo wanted money. He had an opportunity to go elsewhere, to possibly play some winning basketball elsewhere. But Melo wanted to catch. And he got the most money and could get the most money from the Knicks. So I don't blame Melo for for staying in New York because he chose money. And at the end of the day, guys play basketball to make money. It's their job. Just like you go to work to make money, they go on the court to make money. So, so guys, NBA players, we can talk about, oh, it's about winning. Yeah, sure. That's great. That's great. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you, it, it's also about making money. It's also about having the opportunity to set up generations of generations of Anthony's who could be living and rolling in money. When you have that opportunity, when you have that chance, you follow the money. Most people, when they look at the job, follow the money. You look at job A, and you look at job B. And if Job B is spent paying you what Melo got, got an extra 30 million for staying in New York, so if Job B is giving you an extra 30 million and you know Job A is giving you a chance to win an NBA title, I think you probably chase that 30 million because you it's hard to get that 30 million back. It's just that it's hard. I look at David West, and what David West gave up a whole bunch of money in order to to chase the title, whether chasing the title meant going to San Antonio or whether that chasing the title ended up in Golden State, David West gave up money to win an NBA title, his decision, his life, so on and so forth. but again, you have a hard, you might have a hard time getting that money back. you might have a hard time getting that money back. It's very difficult. I don't, you can't give up an opportunity to make that type of money. can't do it. You cannot do it. And again, um, you know, I respect David West. I do. I respect him. Dude, that's a lot of money. And, And you can't. You can't do it. You gave up $11 million to go to San Antonio. You declined the $12 million option with the Indiana Pacers to chase a title. And then you went to go to state to chase more and more. And ultimately, you got it, you got it. I get it. But man, you can't get that money back. You can't do it. It's hard hard to get that money back so i get why mellow did what Melo did and i can at the end of the day at the end of the day you know his life and at the end of the day he he made the choice that he made but ultimately it didn't work out in new york and and who expected it really to work out in new york i mean did you really expect the Knicks to win an nba title no and, and the reality is um Phil Jackson was a horrible executive, great coach, Hall of Fame coach, you know, maybe one of the greatest one of the greatest coaches of all time. I'm not saying the greatest, I said one of the greatest coaches of all time. No doubt about it. And I and I don't think anybody can take that away from Phil Jackson. But Phil Jackson, the 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 president, the the executive. Not good. Not good, not good, not good, not good, not good. Not good. Not good. So, just so you know, just so you know. But obviously now, on Kevin Durant's birthday, Russell Westbrook signs a Supermax supermax contract to stay in OKC. And it's good. I I mean, I, I wanted Kevin Durant so, so, so much to stay in OKC. I wanted LeBron so, so much to stay in Cleveland the first time around. I want LeBron to stay in Cleveland so, so much right now. I do. But maybe, just maybe, and I know LeBron has always had dreams of of joining a Chris, playing with a Chris Paul, playing with a Melo, you know, playing with a D-Wade, all at the same time. Could happen. And maybe that, that, That group gets together in LA with the Lakers, maybe. But Paul George, he might be heading to LA, you know, years in. But here's also the thing: sometimes you you go to a place, you fall in love, you want to stay forever. I.e., Chris Webber. When Chris Webber was traded to the to the Kings. From the Wizards, many moons ago, Weber did not want to go to Sacramento. No one wanted to play in Sacramento, but Weber went to Sacramento, made Sacramento desirable. Obviously, they were able to, to, to get Mike Bibby and Lottie Debach and Pedro Stojakovic, Doug Christie, Bobby Jackson, You know, they were able to get some players, Turkaloo. They were able to get players. And obviously you had a Hall of Fame caliber power forward in Chris Webber. And there's no reason why Chris Webber should not be a Hall of Famer. Not a knock on Tracy McGrady. But Webber belongs there before McGrady because McGrady didn't even win a a playoff series. It's not a knock on McGrady. He is a Hall of Famer, just not ahead of Chris Webber. Sorry. Anyway, Weber went to Sacramento, did not want to go to Sacramento, went to Sacramento kicking and screaming. But guess what? In Sacramento, like I said, they surrounded him with talent. He fell in love with the, the, the town. You know, I remember him talking about, what, there's no soul food places around here, so on and so forth. But he fell in love with Sacramento, fell in love with the town, ultimately stayed in Sacramento ultimately made Sacramento essentially his home. You know, it became a legend out there. And here's the thing with OKC. Paul George, maybe at this point in time, has his mind set on going to Los Angeles. Maybe he does. But here's the thing. You get to OKC. You get with Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook, excuse me. You get with Carmelo Anthony. You get with that rabbit fan base who will love you to death. Who will hug you? Who will who will, who will just celebrate you? And then you might say, you know what? It ain't bad here. You know, I know I want to go back to the crib, but I, I, I know I want to go back to California. I I, I know I want to play with the Lakers, but man, I'm playing with Russell Westbrook. I'm playing with uh, 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 Carmelo Anthony. I'm playing with this level of talent. And I'm gonna to go to Los Angeles, and you know maybe LeBron goes there, maybe he doesn't. I mean, you know m- maybe they can get uh, you know a big time free agent somehow, some way. Maybe they don't. Maybe Lonzo Ball is the truth, and maybe he's not. And the reality is, are you, if you're Paul George, do you want to take that chance? Hey, I know it may be a dream for you. I, I, I know you want to go back there. But are you willing to take a chance to go back to California to play with the Lakers and give up a situation in OKC? I'm not saying OKC can challenge Golden State, but I'm not saying a lot of teams can challenge Golden State. But let me say this. If this thing can work out, I think they can give Golden State a run for their money. I'm not saying they're beating Golden State, but I definitely think they can give them a run for their money. Here's how you beat Golden State. You got to put the ball in the basket. Russell Westbrook can put the ball in the basket. Carmelo Anthony can put the ball in the basket. Paul George can put the ball in the basket. So I I know how you beat Golden State. You got to score, and you got to be able to consistently score. Those three guys can consistently score, Those three guys can get 20 points a night in their sleep. They can wake up and give you 20. They can drop and give you 20. Drop maybe sometimes and give you 50. Drop sometimes and maybe give you 40. But these guys are big time players. Again, I'm not saying it's enough to beat Golden State. Because you're going to need a lot to beat Golden State. But injuries do happen. Injuries do happen. We look at Golden State when they won those 73 games. Steph Curry went down in those playoffs, and he wasn't 100%. Things happen. Draymond Green got suspended, and it caused Golden State that series. Things happen. It happens. Kevin Durant, you know, he got that skier against the Washington Wizards where we thought possibly he had an AC out. Things happened. Ultimately, he didn't. And ultimately, he was all right. And ultimately, Golden State was able to win an NBA title. But things happen. You even look at Cleveland. You know, the first time they played the Warriors in, in, the, in, the, in the finals, Kevin Love went down against the Celtics, first round of playoffs. Kyrie went down in game one. And it was LeBron against the world. Everybody else, LeBron against the That Warriors team, and ultimately, they didn't have enough meeting the Cavaliers to overcome what the Golden State Warriors bring to the table. That's reality. That's reality. So, I say all that to say this. It's a good day in OKC. It's a good day for Russell Westbrook, obviously, because he's making a whole bunch of money. And it's a good day for the NBA because that situation has a level of stability. It's a good situation and a good day possibly if Melo and Paul George decide, you know what, this is a winning situation that I want to be a part of for a long time. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll see what happens. But I know one thing, Sam Presti is, 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 is working his butt off. Sam Presti is, is 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 doing his thing. Sam Presti is 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 doing some big time things. Let's give it up for Sam Presti. Got guys, assistant coaches getting arrested. That person, rifleman, Auburn University associate head coach, he's getting arrested. FBI, you know, all up in his face, all up in his mix. Whew, that's tough. But he gets arrested. Tony Bland, he gets arrested. Lamon Evans, he gets arrested. You know, you got all these guys getting arrested. Talking about bribes and you know, all this stuff. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's not be shocked. And I don't think anybody really is. Now obviously it gets a little shocking when, when the FBI is in the building and the FBI is arresting guys and the feds are doing some things and the feds are accusing people of, of 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 you know bribes and all this other stuff. I mean, it's always crazy when the feds are involved. And more often than not, if the feds are involved, you probably did it. You probably did it. Here's the thing. And ultimately, Rick Pitino, administrative leave, essentially he's fired. Here's the thing. You think all these assistants, you don't think the coaches know what's going on. It's a dirty game. It's a dirty business it's a disgusting game it's a disgusting business you, you, just the whole situation of, of college sports in general just the, the facade and the the, the the fallacy that this is you know amateur sports and you know these guys are, are getting a free education and, and and but they can't make any money off their name. You know, they can't make money, any money off their their likeness. They can't make any money off of it. And the NCAA is just raking in the dough, raking in the cash, and just having all this money, making all this money on the backs of these guys who they are giving a free education to. But at the same time, they're just – it's – these guys, I mean, again, I don't know how you pay them, but you can find a way. You can find a way. You can figure it out. You got some smart people there who can figure it out. They don't want to figure it out. They don't want to figure it out. They like this system the way it is. Who wouldn't like this system where, you know, you're getting free labor? Yeah, you throw them an education. Yeah, okay. Here you go and give them a little room and board. Man, there you go. But, you know, they, they're practicing. You know, they're they're practicing hours and hours. They're traveling all around the country. You know, they're they're doing a lot of things to earn that scholarship, and then some. It's the whole, the whole system Needs to be fixed. The whole system is 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 broken. The whole system is messed up. It it just is. The whole system is messed up. But you know, obviously these assistant coaches, you know, obviously it's not something you should be doing. But are you surprised? Are you shocked? No. And and do you think? That they're the head coaches of these teams didn't know. Stop it! Stop it! Please stop it. Of course they knew. They had to know. But here's also the thing: the FBI is involved. And when, they, like I said, the FBI is involved, guess what? They're probably, you know, the feds are probably going to get their conviction some way, shape, or form. They're probably going to get their conviction. It just happen. Some people, a lot of people, may go down because of this. A lot of people, but it might be the thing that college sports needs to to reform, to fix it, because the system is a mess. It's a joke. It's a joke, an absolute joke. And Rick Pitino, he probably shouldn't survive that whole situation when he had those girls running up in there. You know, with these recruits, and you know, doing, you know, God knows what, with these young boys, and 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 so on and so forth. You know, I mean, come on, you're you're a grown man. You know, you're ahead of the program. You know, you you, you got guys who are who work for you. But again, at the end of the day, the guys that work for you, if they're not doing what they need to do, you take the fall. That's just reality. But anyway, it's a mess. I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. I'm just interested to see what's next and who who else is going to be implicated and what other you know things are going to fall. What other trees are going to fall? You know what else is going to happen. But then let let me let me get to Dwayne Wade before we get out of here. Got a few minutes. I didn't even touch on this, but Dwayne Wade, you know, obviously bought out by the uh, the Bulls. Ultimately decided to join his boy. Bron, LeBron James out there in Cleveland. You know, so those boys are reunited. We'll see if it feels so good. I guess at this point, it feels so good. LeBron talking about peanut butter and jelly and all his other good stuff. He's just peanut butter. You know, they are like peanut butter and jelly. You know, those boys just, you know, they they they, they love each other. They're best friends. And, and, and you know, obviously they mesh off the court. We'll see if they can. And obviously they meshed on the court because they won two titles in Miami and got the four NBA finals, four straight NBA finals during bronze time in Miami. So obviously they meshed. Obviously they worked on and off the court. And we'll see if they can work on and off the court again in Cleveland. Obviously the task is tall. Golden State. And I'm not talking necessarily about the Eastern Conference. I'm talking about the Golden State Warriors who's looking up dead in the face and saying what? Okay, you know, we brought the gang. We brought the gang back. Livingston is back. You know, we 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 brought we brought them all back, baby. Iggy, Andre Iguodala is back. What? We brought them all back. They're all back. JaVel McGee back. What? And then they added swaggy P P. P. Nick Young is back, not back, but he's he's new to the fold. What? Cleveland, the way they're presently constructed, are they good enough to beat the Golden State Warriors? That's hard. That is hard. We don't know. I mean, the roster, first of all, we don't know what's going to happen with Isaiah Thomas. You know, we don't know what that hip is. It looks like he's not going to start the season. On the court, he's going to start it in a suit, in civvies, on the sidelines, you know, rehabbing that hit. Derrick Rose, you know, good year in New York, but he hasn't shown the ability to stay healthy. Dwayne Wade, you know, he, he missed some time as well, considerable amount of time last year. We don't know what he's going to be. We don't know what his health is going to be like if he can stay healthy. So there's some question marks in Cleveland, Real, really is. Justin Thompson, they have gotten Khloe Kardashian pregnant. No good, no bueno, you know, as, as we've seen with the Kardashians. But I'm not, I'm not here to knock the Kardashians. That, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm just joking there. I'm not here to knock them. Kudos to them because they were able to make, you know, a decent amount of money and a decent living based off of some things that might be a little questionable for sure, but kudos to them for, for, for using that and, and using that as the jumping off point and moving forward with it and doing some big things with it. You know, but at the end of the day, is that enough? I don't know. You know, I don't. It obviously it doesn't hurt. And if he can stay healthy, obviously that doesn't hurt. You're not asking him to, to give you 30 a night. You're not asking him to give you 20, 25 a night. You're not. You're not asking him to do that. You're not asking him to do any heavy lifting. So obviously, if you conserve him, give him nights off, give him his rest, come playoff time, ready to go. The reality is you probably don't need home court advantage to get out of the Eastern Conference. You didn't need it last year, and you probably won't need it this year. It'll be fun. I can't wait for the NBA season to start. CP3 in Houston, you know, Melo and Paul George and Westbrook and OKC, you know, D. Wade and Derrick Rose and Isaiah Thomas to Cleveland and Kyrie and Boston. It's going to be fun, man. You can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant, or you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow us on Twitter at go I want to thank Avery Williamson for stopping by. Also, make sure you go to our website, goforgamesports.com, where we can. And have fun doing it. For everybody here, go for it. We hope you have a nice weekend. See you later. Take care. Bye.